What's up, man? You back in the number one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All Coming right. back again. We had a lot to say in the last episode, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same way today, so y'all get ready, all right? All right. Sure. All right, so Father Timothy, man, what's up? Nothing much, man. Last Thank episode. you for inviting me to <laughs> speak on your podcast. Yeah, man, what's up? Yeah, bro? yeah, if you guys didn't notice, if y'all didn't notice, we do have a guest today, Father Timothy. Yeah. yeah. Father Timothy is a um, right-wing conservative. He's, um, he spends most of his weekends watching WWE. Yeah, I live in southern Indiana. In NASCAR. Absolutely. Um, he's a priest. Um, yeah. What's your church called? Uh, it's called uh, Church of the Whites. And yeah. it's right here in Greencastle, Indiana. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. But um, tell us about yourself, man. All right. You want me to be? You want me to be uh, for real, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Father Timothy is not a right wing conservative. He's not. He's no, not. absolutely not. No. Um, yeah, we don't write like that. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no. I went. I, I went to high school with Schlub. Yeah, know? man. And I'm in college right now, doing research at Indiana University. So I'm just, you know. Spending the summer down here, living on a farm and shit. Man, how's the how's the farm life? How's how is it going from Chicago to the farm life? I I don't really like it. You know, it's a uh, it's a big difference. I drive this this pickup truck. I'm taking care of pigs. You know, I'm in the middle of the woods. There's no one else around here. I've been by myself for like an entire month. Uh, and. I just got a question for you, Father Timothy. Is that your like primary way of you know of making money? Is that where he's working on the farm, or are you just no? So I'm basically like I'm house sitting for uh, a couple. They're on vacation, and I'm like renting out a room in their house. So I'm here like I'm okay. here all by myself. Yeah, and I make money. I I have like a research job at a university. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's all right. So what you what you guys been up to lately? Um, pretty much just trying to avoid social media people. That's pretty much it. But other than that, man, I've just been, you know, can we can we speak life. on how hard it is to actually like avoid social media? It's impossible. Yeah, no. It's impossible. We all have it. Right. We all have it. We all we all find ourselves on it on some form of social media every day. So it's not really avoidable. It's not an avoidable thing. Yeah, yeah, I try to I try to delete my my like apps at least instead of like just the accounts. Mm-hmm. And you still end up like going onto it. Just because like there's a lot of positives for social media. But it's like with That's the positives true. you have to like digest all of the trash. You have to like yeah. swim swim through trash for like banana peels. And like hopefully Dog, some I'm not... like leftover pizza. You know? I, I feel like the negatives outweigh the positives though. Yeah, I it's, it's it's definitely, definitely definitely a lot more negative than positive. Yeah. It's it's addicting. I mean the other day I, I tweeted out that I was gonna delete my Twitter and then I never even got around to it. I probably spent more time on it 
since than I was. I mean, yeah, that's why I never really announce anymore when I'm going to delete a social media or when I'm going to stop using the social media. Like, first, it's, it, I, honestly, it's none of y'all business whether I get on social media <laughs> or not. So, <laughs> to be honest, like, I you but I used to do it all the time. Like I used to be like, man, I'm about to delete this shit. Man, I'm about to nah, it it never happens. All we all do. So how do you guys think social media would be if it was like in the nineties? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Like to be honest, I, I honestly don't even know. I couldn't even imagine. With the two with the it Tupac be, and Biggie beef be worse if it was on social media. <laughs> It would be much worse. It would be much worse, dog. Like, you're not going... Well, first of all, in the Tupac and Biggie beef, you're not going to have um, a situation where... Never mind. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Because you don't... We don't have the J... We didn't have... We didn't have J. Prince to stop the Tupac and Biggie beef. Who knows? With social media, maybe he would have sent out a... Wait, are you something. throwing shots? One of the... No, I'm not throwing shots. Maybe I'm just saying, dog. Maybe like somebody would have spoken up to in the whole beef. You know, they would have tweeted out something or did a YouTube interview or something. Who knows, man? Some, some, something probably would have happened. So maybe social media in the '90s would have been better for the Tupac and Biggie beef. Maybe it wouldn't have ended as ugly as it did. But then again, social media, social media. So maybe it would have. Yeah, I feel like it. It would have pretty much been the same, just with like different events happening. You know, it would be interesting. Like, there's a a lot of crazy shit that happened in the '90s. Yeah, the '90s are wild. People yeah, love dude. to like do this thing where they like, oh, I wish I was back in the '90s, and like, I wish I was in this era of life and like music. But it's like those eras were kind of worse. Like, uh, the but... '90s was not like a better generation like pro like you can there's a lot of arguments like that it was but it's like when you look at a clean cut for a lot of people it was not a better better time i think even yeah. though that like you know we can call the world trash right now you can still look at past times and be like okay it was still worse during this period yeah, of time even like doesn't really matter what period of time you're in the world pretty much has always been trash, if you think about it. Like, you can't really date back to a time period where there wasn't some bullshit going on where shit was just bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I like a lot of people, I see, well, not, not too much anymore in 2018, but, like, I remember back in, like, 2011, 2012-ish, I would get on social media and I would see people saying, Man, I would see people saying like, "Man, I wish I can go back to the '60s." What? Man, I wish I can go back to. Like, Yo, you got you got like, dog. To, um, Facebook. I was like, "Nah, man, nah," because it was just like people they would share pictures of like you know driving movies and Bro, what are you sitting about, in man? like um <laughs> like sitting in like a um like an ice cream parlor with big milkshakes and stuff. And like, man, I wish I could go back to. The Sean, basically the Sean Kingston music video. Beautiful. Yeah, man. 
pretty much pretty much that. Like people will always be like, I want to go back. I wish I can be in this time. Can we also like, can we also point out that Sean Kingston would have not have been allowed in that ice cream place? <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't he have. Would have he wouldn't have. No, the girl that he's pursuing. No, no, is she at? I see you at the bar. Like that was... I can't sit in the chair, so I look out the window and I see oh, you out there. Oh man, <laughs> yo, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sean Kingston was a legend just for trying to yeah. do that. He's like, that's not a good shit. song when you look at what happened to Emmett Till. Come on, Sean. Nah, nah, it's not. When you look at the video, you just like, ah, man. Look, I ain't too cute. <laughs> no. Sean's gonna get a knock at his for that one. Yeah, man, that was that that was a bad that like that was just. But if you think about that time period of music, that one period of music where everybody was just making like real bubblegum poppy yeah. type music, even in hip hop, it was like it wasn't even really hip hop. It was like Lil Wayne was saying, "Let it rock." Like he he was making rock albums. It was just a weird oh weird period God. of music. <laughs> Little uh, rock it Wayne, a, bro. Rock I Wayne. used to, I used Rock to be Wayne. so annoyed because he would, <laughs> he would always bring a guitar in the music video, but he would not know if he wanted to use it or not. Nah, and I'm just like, nah, oh, like, oh, <laughs> if you watch the prom, the what's it, the prom queen <laughs> video, that, <laughs> that video pretty much summed up how bad that whole time for Wayne was. Like, I don't know what he was trying to do, we, but. Loving her fancy underwear, sitting behind her every year wasn't the that wasn't. The we bar say bar. a lot of positives about Wayne, and like we go back in time to like point out the positives. What are the negatives? Right. All right. Well, I, well, bef- okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the negatives first. I'm gonna say the negative first. Lil Wayne is not. I'm not gonna lie. In my opinion, Lil Wayne has gotten repetitive as shit. He's been repetitive for years. Like. It's an unpopular opinion, I know, but with that, I want to ask both of y'all a question. Okay, how do y'all feel about the Lil Wayne is the GOAT conversation? I feel like that's a conversation that is subjective, extremely subjective, because we are, we are over, we are overzealous when it comes to Wayne, and it's, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's warranted, like, because that's our era of like music. That's like what we saw. And the GOAT conversation for him is like, I would argue it because because like we we witnessed we witnessed the entire run where it was like Wayne versus Eminem. And it was right. like it was like obviously one of them is a better lyricist. But when you looked at like Lil Wayne's music and you heard it on the radio or you just saw music videos. It was a whole different feeling, bro. Like to witness yeah. it and then watch what happens after that. Like the impact of his like his music on people, like the artists after him, like the artists we have today. It's like wow. Yeah. Father Timothy, what you think, man? Um I don't know. Personally, I don't think he he should be like considered the goat, but you know, he was, I mean, like when we were in middle school and like, even before that, like the MySpace era, I mean, he was, he was, I don't know. He was, I, 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 I think he's got some of the best like metaphors and similes. I thought 
like all of his lyrics were like really funny and clever and I appreciated that. But you know, um I'm not sure. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe know, if you he got any... if he had got a Michael Jackson feature, it would have been like solidified. <laughs> oh man, that's all he need. You need a Michael Jackson feature and you to go. Like but it's gotta be like it can't you no, I'm I'm done, bro. Has, I'm not gonna has say anyone it. ever got but, a Tito Jackson feature? Yo, that's a good question. Uh man, hey look. <laughs> Tito Jackson, if you listening, I don't make music. But I will start if you agree to if you agree to just just you know lay a verse down lay a verse down. Schlub will get the beat for us. He'll get the beat ready, and we gonna go crazy. Tito Jackson, if you out there, if you listening, I don't think you. Uh, I I don't think you really want that. Nah, nah, man. Look, it'd be legendary, man. People might call me the goat. I'm gonna get one. Of the, I'm gonna have one of the Jacksons on, on my on my record. Man, forget it. Um, but my opinion on the whole Wayne thing, man, I honestly think Wayne was is well was one of the most impactful artists of our generation. He probably was the most impactful artist artist of our generation. If you think about, if you just think about like the the popularity that he sustained for such a long period of time, yeah. like it seemed like. Year after year after year, summer after summer, album after album, it was just like Wayne dominated. Wayne dominated. He did, and like you, like like you said, Father Timothy, a lot of his metaphors, especially being in like middle school and stuff, like when you hearing and you just hearing all these crazy things, you putting two and two together, and you just like this dude, the greatest. He the yeah. greatest. But I'm not gonna lie. As I've gotten older, don't get me wrong. Wayne has made some great music, but I can't call somebody the goat if they don't keep making great music consistently. Like for the past at least three or four years, Wayne's music has been trash to me. To me, like like you said, like Schlub said, it's it's real subjective calling somebody the goat, but I just feel like Wayne's music has been but, really, but really bad. Look at look at this way. Look at this way. Look at it this way. I feel like the goat, like the word goat, is like a loose term, and it's like when it you is. Say it, goat, it has been being thrown around loosely a lot late, like a like, lot lately. Because your anything. argument is that Wayne fell off, right? Right. Think about like someone like like goat. I, I use that term very loosely. Like I consider. D Rose, I like if I, I I would say D Rose is one of the goats. You know what right. I mean? It's not like I'm saying like he's been like a consistent player or whatever like that. It's just like his impact and like witnessing it. You know what I mean? Like witnessing right. like the entire like impact of it. I'm not saying like he's one of the greatest like basketball players of all time. He's not one of the greatest like point guards of all time. Like. You're yeah, it's just like, on a, impact, it's like pure impact on the on the game and like how it changed everything. Okay, now with that being said, with that being said, now pure impact. Would you say that Drake is one of the goats right now, just based off pure impact? Uh, 
because whether we whether we like it or not, whether anybody likes it or not, he's definitely having a huge impact on the culture today. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he probably, he's probably one of the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, for example, like Eddie, today I saw on your Snap, our Shlava, I saw on your Snapchat that you, <laughs> you uh, you like took a picture of like Spotify's front page, and it had right. like all like the big like playlists and Drake. Drake's picture was on all of them. I mean, he's he's just everywhere. He's he's all he's consistently stayed relevant for like the past I don't know, like decade. Yes, and that's exactly and that's exactly why I said that thing about Wayne being able to stay consistent as far as being popularity and impact for years and years and years. Now, Schlub, I saw the same thing that Father Timothy saw as far as like him being on every single on the cover of every single Spotify playlist. And we're not the only ones that noticed that I also looked on um, Saba, Saba's right. Instagram story and Saba noted the same thing. He scrolled through the all the playlists, all the top playlists and Drake was the cover of each one of them to an extent, to an extent that just that, that shows two things in my opinion that shows how how much impact he does have to just dominate every single category also it shows just how much people not even people necessarily but like these big media outlets and all this other stuff just kind of like shove it down your throat (laughs) a little bit like i feel like it's every like no seriously like it's it's just my opinion. Like I just feel like I, I can't feel go on. He has anything. he has go an on. extreme hold of the media, and that's that's yeah. a that's a I positive. Think you, I think and that's kind of miss. That's like a negative to me because I like see how he does it. Right, but right, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you've mentioned this in the last episode too. You mentioned that a little bit, um, but like you just said, it's when you actually see how it's being done is when I'm like, oh man, like if it was just something that was like organic, that just kind of happened, you know, that happened just naturally organically cool, but it's not like when you kind of see like the different, like, okay, I want to talk about this for a second. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Why do y'all think that the entire Drake losing to Pusha T in the beef thing has been ignored. Wait, can you repeat that? Why do you guys think that the entire Drake be like losing a rap beef against Pusha T thing has been ignored? That's media control. Like like my argument earlier, like it's all mm-hmm. media control. Like would you if you're Spotify, do you want Drake to lose that beef? Not at all. Why? Because you're not going to put Pusha T on all of your playlists. Exactly. So it's like it's just pure media control. Like he's not going to lose a beef because the the backings that he has, they're not going to put the artist who he loses it against before him. Now, if there's an artist who comes out who is way big, who can like who has like a way bigger impact than Drake, then yeah, he'll lose that beef. But there's not there's no one that's going to like be that. Like no right. one, no one wants anyone else. Like Drake has hold of like everyone in rap. Like 
old people, young people, all colors. Like he has an impact in each category of rap. So it's like he's not gonna he's not gonna lose any beef really. Like he'll he'll lose the beef like like we'll we'll see him lose it, but anything other than that, like Yeah. I I agree with that completely. I think that if it was like any other rapper, maybe not any other rapper, but um, someone who isn't as big, like, you know, it could like potentially be like career ending, not career ending, but it would do a lot of damage, you know? It definitely would do a lot of damage to, to one's career if, it, if you're not on the level or if you're not Drake, if you're a different artist. I, I definitely see that. Yeah. Yes. It, this ultimately won't do shit in the long run. I mean, he's gonna stay on top. Um, I haven't, I haven't listened to the album yet, but yeah. Join the club, man. Join the club. <laughs> Join the club. I mean, and, and okay, and to those, because I have been called. Well, Schlub and I have gotten some feedback where we were called Drake haters or just haters in general because of the last episode. I'm going to listen to the album. I'm not, I, like like I said, I just don't like Drake the person. I don't I don't know Drake the person, but I, from what I see in the media, from what I see, like the tactics that he uses just to, as far as everything, I just don't like Drake. And I feel like, like, like Schlub mentioned in the last episode, if I don't like you or if I don't care about you, I'm not really gonna care about your music. So I'm not listening, I'm I'm not not listening to Drake's album because I'm being a hater or I'm being anything like that, or I'm 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 trying not to like it or anything. It's just that I know I'm not gonna really care for it just because I don't really care for the artist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what are what are some who are some besides like talking about Drake, like who are some artists that you feel like if they had a bigger spotlight, they could have these impacts to like where they could be called like GOAT or something like that. Who are some smaller artists that you feel like if they had a bigger platform, more people know about them, they could have that GOAT status. Or at least a big mm-hmm. impact. That's actually, like, write a bigger impact write a big impact. That's actually a real good question, man. Um Father Timothy, if you if you could think of one, go ahead. Um, I can really think of anyone right now. Yeah, that's something that I have to put a lot of thought into. Um, should, like feel, as far as yeah. like any genre or rap. Uh, we could say any genre. Okay. Like to me, the entire like SoundCloud scene. To be honest, people like love to bash on it or whatever, but. These bigger artists are putting that music into. They're putting like those influences in their albums, into their you albums. Hear it. Yeah, they don't. Exactly. They don't say they they're listening to such and such whatever. But this person on SoundCloud who has like twenty k views or something is definitely being an influencer to like these rappers like nowadays. And if you think about how a lot of these people started it, SoundCloud is what what popped a lot of people. But like you said, most of these bigger artists, they're they're getting their influence from SoundCloud rappers before a lot of people even hear these SoundCloud. Well, not even rappers, but artists in general. 
before people even hear these SoundCloud artists. So when they hear their favorite artist doing this one thing, and then they finally get around to hearing the SoundCloud artist, they're like, oh, this person is just biting. Like, I've heard this before already. My favorite artist has done this already. He's nothing new. Put him to the side or put her to the side. Whatever. Mm. But as far as, like, sound, I can't really think of any any specific artists that I, like, I can't really think of any specific artists that could have a major impact. I mean, maybe, maybe Joyner Lucas, but Joyner Lucas's thing is I feel like he... He um has too many, and this is gonna sound bad, too many um messages in his music and videos for people to actually accept him to be, you know, the goat or one of the goats. Like he's this really skilled lyricist, in my opinion. Like I said, he comes up with really dope and interesting um concepts and topics and messages for most of his videos, even his earlier videos. Like but I don't see even with that back in him, people accepting him like they would accept like a Drake or someone like that. Yeah, one of the one of the recent artists that I've seen that we've like witnessed like reach that like goat status or like that huge impact on hip hop and like culture in general is like Little Uzi. Like he went yeah. through that hazing of like, what is this? You're not like real hip hop. This isn't you know what I mean. And then yeah, like. After some time, people like love love him now. He's like one of like the biggest artists, like yeah. ever at this point. And like his impact, you can like completely see it in everything. Like not even just hip hop, but like just like everything, like pop culture. He's becoming like, an icon. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Like you have to become an icon if you're like sometimes you as an artist transcend your music you know like a like a like a prince right. he transcended his music at a certain point where it was just like oh man this is prince so i know the song is going to be good you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like this is michael jackson mm-hmm. this is this song is going to be great that's like the impact of like the name like if you right. see like and you, and you think that yeah, uzi if you see like a uzi cosign or something it's gonna like give mm-hmm. that artist a big, big push. That's true. That honestly is true. Uzi is yeah. Uzi def- definitely because he has. If you look at like his stamp that he put on the game so far, not being here, not being in the game as long like that long. And as long as he, I don't see Uzi losing relevance as long as pretty much like his fan base stays intact because i don't see anybody being able to do what uzi has done or is doing better than uzi do you think um relevance has has been like do you think that relevance is harder to like have in 2018 oh definitely 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 i think that relevance is much harder to have in 2018 just because of the fact that people they're they're not gonna pay attention for long unless you're doing things to keep interested. Takashi Six Nine, for example, if you think if he stops trolling, that people are gonna care about him at all? Uh, no, no, no I don't know. No. I don't think so. Yeah, like um... if if you if you're not doing what got the attention on you, or even if you still are, but that gets boring to people, people's attentions could people could attend attention span is just like really really short in 2018 
yeah. really short int- attention span. So it's very, very hard. To, I mean, it's very hard to maintain relevancy. Like how long do you have to be relevant to like make an impact now? Man. Because just think about um, it, like in 2018, your your impact and like relevance can be like let's say this, like say a summer a, a song came out like in the summer of like 2016, right? It'll right. be good for like that summer only. But the impact it might have will be extreme. Like if you think about an album mm-hmm. like um Illmatic, when Illmatic came out. That was an impact that like lasted a while, but that was like a that was like a random drop of music, you know? Like it wasn't like a like before that there was like a lot to like know about Nas or like a lot of verses to hear. But when the album came out, it lasted like a long time of like relevancy, you know what I mean? Like a song mm-hmm. now can have like very little replay value, but the impact of it could be extreme to where like now you hear someone else's album and it's like oh man they're using that Migos flow you know what I mean and right. it's like yeah like like Amigos album you can hear Amigos album for like one day right you'll never play it again right but then you'll hear like a Beyonce and Jay-Z album and it Jay-Z. got Migos flow I'm album. glad it's you like, brought that up I'm glad you brought that up yeah that's like an impact right now because if you think about the Nas, the Nas Illmatic, it influenced so much in rap. Like that's that's like how um, Eminem, Eminem's first like flows and like first like project, it was just like very like Nas inspired to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like. I think that the to to actually to actually answer your question, I feel like you have to at least be relevant for longer than longer than I would say two years, longer than two years. Now? Because yeah, now honestly, because if you relevancy for a year, like think about it, how how long was designer relevant for after he dropped Panda? Three months, <laughs> roughly. Three months, yeah. right? Now, if you keep relevancy even for a year, I can in 2018 not caring about you. Fetty Wap, how long was his run? Yeah. Think about how long Fetty Wap's run was. It was probably, yeah. what, maybe, maybe roughly a year. He had a good, strong year. Yeah. And still fell off. I would probably say more than two. I would say two years. A strong two years of consistency and all that good stuff. I feel like I, if you're if you're relevant for two years, then you might then you got something. Yeah, I you want to know who who I think is also falling off? Um, Lil Lil Yachty. Oh, oh he's been for he's been fell off. Oh yeah, he's he fell off already. He been fell, he fell off. off already. And yeah, he fell off. I already. saw it coming because of I course. didn't see it. I didn't see so, an impact from him. Exactly. All like he would call he called himself the the leader of the youth or something like yeah. that. But if you really look at it, I mean, impact wise, he wasn't doing much musically or like like just 
with his brand, period. Like like you like you brought up Uzi. Uzi has made himself an icon. Right. Yachty didn't do that. Even though Yachty was probably one of the first ones to actually, you know, bring this new wave into pop culture type thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But he wasn't able to maintain it. Like he didn't I feel like, like I said musically I feel like on. Lil Yachty he could have done it. He was pretty close to that point because I mean, um, this is just from my experience, but like just going to parties down at school, like half of the songs they would bump would be like Lil Yachty. And like, I just hear him all the time. Like his songs would be played so much. um, Mm -hmm. And no one even talks about him anymore. But like at one point he was like one of the biggest artists. Um, He just didn't like, I don't know. He didn't like capitalize off of it because yeah. the reality no. is the music wasn't like good, but like the hype of it was like enough to make him stay relevant and like the music to stay relevant. Like people will play those songs and not like them. And it's like you have to yeah. capitalize off of that. You have to like, like if you you have to like push your brand. Like he could have just if he would have just pushed his brand, like. Did more on social media, I guess, like because this is a time period you gotta like really capitalize off social media. You have to. You All have right. a period of time where it's but, like you can get your peak followers, and like after that time period, you're not gonna get them anymore. But if you think about this, man, think about what you just said: capitalizing off social media. There are different ways to try to capitalize off social media. Most of them are gonna be negative. So, do you think that? he should have been doing like like for example takashi again i hate to keep bringing up the same people but takashi again with the trolling that's what's keeping him relevant on social media what what do you think yadi would have had to do to maintain relevancy as far as he, social he should have just capitalized off of what was happening because if you think about it he did that's how he did come to like light was like negativity like everyone was hating him like all the that was when the um the conversation of like old niggas came up remember that was when that, that right yeah came up where it was just like oh, all this old all these old people hating yada 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 he should have really led that on because that's still a conversation that people like talk about today but he's not the leader of it you see what i'm saying he should have been right. the leader right exactly. of that conversation and like kept exactly. it relevant but he didn't he i guess kind of like stopped it was like he was feeding into it too much Mm-hmm. Like you know, he wasn't like having fun with it anymore. It was more of like, right. hey man, I'm gonna make a song of me like seriously rapping to like show you I can rap. And it's like, man, you don't gotta do that. Just do what yeah, you. Yeah, you don't have to do that. That's not just do what exactly. you do. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. How how does how does music impact impact the world politically now compared to like how it did it like? earlier music like in the 90s and 80s i mean you got donald trump tweeting to artists about songs that they're making about him or about the country or whatever so when the president of the united states is focusing on what (laughs) eminem had to say about him during a cypher or whatever you know i think that it's just music politically it it has its place, but I don't think it's a place, especially for hip hop. I don't think that we 
need or want the attention that we're getting as far as from in a political standpoint. If y'all kind of following what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. It's like it's it's hard cuz it's like a lot of the music speaks a lot of it's internally now, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's not really speaking on the external issues. Like it's not really speaking on like hey, I was raised here. This was bad. Yada yada yada. Now it's right. more of like yeah, I was raised here, but now I'm just bad. You know what well, I mean? Right. There are some artists that I feel like are kind of what you were saying. Um, uh, not like the, the second part, the first part of what you just said. Like uh, like Vic Mensa. Um, yeah. And what mm-hmm. was his EP? There's a lot going on. Yeah, for like sure. He, There's a lot going on, yeah. That was super political. Um like he talked about Laquan McDonald a lot and like Flint, Michigan. And I mean, he's, he's kind of like still stayed in the political arena. I feel, um, you know, there's that, that March that happened in DC earlier, uh, for like gun violence. Yeah. And he was Mm -hmm. like one of the main like people like had, um, like he performed there and gave like a speech or something. Um, also like, I feel like chance, has been very political. Yeah. But like has the mm-hmm. impact like because I know I know Vic Benson has been like has been doing stuff but has the impact of like compared to like all the music that's out right now like the and like how popular and how how much of at demand they are, right? Has the impact of like Vic Mensa's project been like as deservingly as it as it would be in like a different time period like compared like if it if that came out like in the 90s or like in early 2000s you know what i mean yeah because yeah that's, right. there's a lot of artists who are still like political and whatever but my point is like there are those those are those never get popular now like it's very hard unless you're like j cole or like kendrick it's like very hard for those those projects to like gain relevance and like like an impact period because the people that they're impacting to be honest are people who are already like well in depth like on the conversation or like care about the conversation like how many more people are like learning about it it's my question uh, to be honest with you do not not many and i say that because if you look at look at an artist like vic mensa right Vic Mensa, like you said, he makes some of the, I would say some of the better political music, like some of the more impactful, but who's really showing love to Vic Mensa like that? Like, I, and that's just not me trying to shit on Vic Mensa, but who's really showing love to Vic Mensa out here like yeah, that? Yeah, I get, like, you. I, get you. I feel, I feel like, I feel like you it's feel popular to like hate on those artists, to be honest. It is. It is. Now, especially nowadays, dude, in 2018, it's super popular to hate on artists like Vic Mensa, people who are trying to spread a certain message or trying to bring awareness to certain topics. And like the whole like, that. like anti-J. Cole movement, really. That came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was just like, I'm just like, what? Like, what? Why is this? Why is this like, tre- like, why is it like trending to like hate J. Cole? You know what I mean? Right. It, it's just, it's weird to yeah. me. Yeah. Cause 
Because the same people that like do these things are like the people who are just like, man, stop hating me because I'm young. Stop hating me because I'm rich and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you see like just random movements of like, oh, this person lame. We ain't with all that. Well, can I ask a question? Yeah, what's up? What What do you guys uh, What do you guys think about like uh, Kanye's involvement in politics? I feel like it's hard for me to like take anything he says seriously. Like I'll hear a verse, like on the Nas album, right? What song was that that he was on? Uh, I'm not sure. It was the one with him in the dream. I forget which one it is. I he was on two songs, right? I think it's. There was one he was rapping. I think so. The one, well, the one where he was rapping on, his verse completely contradicted what he says in real life. Yeah, and that made me uncomfortable to listen to. I'm like, yeah, someone wrote this, but it was like not even just yeah. that someone wrote it. It was like, why would you perform it if you like don't believe that? Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say like that whole like Nas album um, that he produced was very contradictory, like to how he's been acting recently and the shit he's been saying. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a confusing guy, but I feel like he, he has like at least impacted politics a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's impacted uh, politics a lot, but it's almost to the point where it's like, is it, do we care at this point? Because it's like, if someone's, if someone's like action, like say, say someone's like a, like a terrible human being, but then their album is like extremely like positive or like, like lending out a hand type of thing. It's like, do we really care about what they're saying at that point? Like if, if if Kanye like openly supports this and that, and like openly says like, "Hey, I don't believe in this," but then like the album says like, "Hey, I do believe in this. We should change this." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get exactly what you're saying. Because Rhymefest, Rhymefest that came out and like said like um, everything about Kanye and like how he doesn't like support the um, Donda Foundation anymore. Like how, like mm-hmm. he said, like he didn't care about the kids in like Chicago, yada yada. And then, like on every album, he talks about like, "Hey, I want to help Chicago, this and that." And it's, it's just like it, I can't, I can't get behind it. Yeah, I mean, he he has. I know he doesn't do a lot of work, um, like in general, but he's done, I think, like quite a bit for like some like areas in California, which is weird. Because, like you said, he, he does talk a lot about, like, uh, like he's going to do this and that for Chicago, and then he just does it for someone else. Yeah, it's like, a, in the way that he does it, it's like a, like, exploiting what's happening here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like keeping relevance, and this is one of the reasons why I, like, don't really like Drake, because artists will, like, become relevant. You'll see, like, oh, Drake got a feature with him. Or like feel like associate himself with like very street credible artists or whatever, so that he has like street credibility in his music, and that's that's awkward to me. I can't really like get behind it or like listen to it because it's just like it's uncomfortable. It's yes. it's, it's like it, it's cringy. Like 
it's it's like Russ being like, "Yo, man, me and um, <laughs> me and JB Black Boy got an album coming out," and then you just hear Russ talking about how like he's beating up kids at the park when he was younger, racing the streets, and it's just like, man, Russ, what are you, what are you talking about, like? <laughs> Yeah, there's no authenticity there. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Yo, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I forgot all about Russ. I forgot Russ was a person. <laughs> yeah, man. I forgot Russ was a thing. Like, no, not going to lie. Like, to Russ fans, like, he makes some decent music. I actually, my girl like Russ, so that's saying a lot. My girl loves Russ. So I, I've, I've never so, really listened to Russ, but I don't understand, like, why he's so hated. I don't know a it's, lot about him. It's a social media thing. Okay. Is it like, just like people are fucking with him or pretty much. It's like a it's like a it's like the J. Cole thing, like not that not to compare Russ to J. Cole, but it's just a like a J it's like what the J. Cole thing, like it's just a random stream of like A A F Russ. Like it's really just that. Right. Just, pretty much like the whole and that's, the F Russ movement. Because like no, just think about it. Like <laughs> social media can really just like ruin your life at like a whatever. Like they can just they can just easily say like, "Hey, we don't like we don't like etiquette," and then right. people will not even read into why they don't like. People are saying they don't like you. They just gonna join a movement yes, of f etiquette. It'll get like fifty k like. retweets, and just like it'll be everywhere. Yeah. And I'm going to say I don't give a flying finuck, but at the same time, though, you are definitely right about that. Definitely right about that. But I got a, a, a little bit on the lighter note. A little bit on the lighter note. Yeah. Father Timothy, I don't know if you follow sports a little bit, but where's LeBron James going to go? And do we care? <laughs> go. Uh, LA. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just, I just feel like wherever he goes, the league is still unbalanced. The the NBA is not going to be balanced until everyone retires. Like, I honestly think that the, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think that the NBA, I think the only way the NBA will ever be balanced again is if the commissioner just randomly says, "All right, all the super team shit is over." It's just, but this is the thing, though. People like to argue, like, the super team stuff and whatever. But if we're going to be real about it, the NBA has always been unbalanced. All the time. If you think if you think about how dominant certain teams have been through spans of time, not going back too like, far. At least the last. Jordan and the Bulls the last, dominated. Like 20 them. years has all been dominated by the Western Conference. Like, it, yeah. it's yeah. like last 20 at least. Yeah. And even before that, before the Jordan run, it was back to, like, the Western Conference. So it's just like, bruh, mm-hmm. like, that's... But even even going deeper than just... That's go NBA ahead. commissioning problems. That's just NBA problems yeah. in itself, like, ownership and that, and, like, the system of it. Because one sport, one sport I'm going to say that's, like, never unbalanced is, like, soccer. Soccer's like soccer's right. like never unbalanced, but like something with like NBA, I mean like in American sports and like how they're how like the money is in it, it's just it's just super unbalanced, bro. Like, 
these caps mm-hmm. and whatever, and like it 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 leads it to be where it's like, man, you can easily just make a team that's like extremely good, and because of that, other teams are going to be extremely bad. Like, like you yeah. want certain games in, in basketball and, and in football, you're just like, oh, this team's extremely bad, so they're going to lose. And like other sports, like soccer, you watch that, you like, man, this thing is this team record sucks, but they they could they have a high chance to like win this game still. Right. And that's what I've seen with like right. the World Cup. You never know who's gonna win the World Cup. That's true. The the World Cup has been a huge, huge roller coaster ride as far as like like the underdogs coming out on top and like the, the top like being the, the unexpected being, like, the first ones to get like eliminated, like like, it's just yeah. it's extremely like unpredictable. Like, like look at look at Messi and Ronaldo both of them right now, bro. Like exactly. That's that's just it's it's wild. Like you got Germany out, you got Ronaldo out, you got Messi out, and it's like just comparing that to like American sports right now. It's just like it's American sports just not exciting right now. Like no one wants to like be a part of it. I feel like the people who are like still trying to be a part of it, like trying to make like a statement, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Cause I can't tell you the last time I watched a game and I like been excited. I really can't. <laughs> so with with that being said, like LeBron, any team he goes to at this point, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. What it, are his options? Uh, everything. <laughs> I mean, everything. Pretty much anywhere he wants to go. But um, I think that the there are three teams that are in the race is L.A. for sure, Philadelphia, and I think just Cleveland. I think those are the top the three NBA, teams that I think are. The options. NBA just extremely wants look the NBA to just be LeBron's story, but his teams are so bad that it's hard for that to happen. Like the Warriors are just too good for that to like even be possible at this point. Because just look at it. When the when the Warriors won the finals, it the celebration was over after the game was done. Like we did not like see no like we didn't hear about anything else about the game. We like we didn't hear anything about the celebration. We didn't hear anything about that. That was not relevant. It was not relevant. Like if LeBron won though, there will still be a celebration. Like, oh yeah, oh, and that yeah. just tells you how boring. Oh yeah, and, like just it's boring and predictable, bro. It is not fun to watch at all. Nah. And it's like if you're gonna at least be this boring and like predictable, at least have like good morals. <laughs> like, like at least <laughs> at least be a good person. And it's, like, right. it's not, there's nothing to really like support on like any part of it, really. Like the players, the players individually you can support. Like they're like fun to support. But like when you like support a good, like a support a team, they trade away your favorite player in the team. And it's like, oh right. my god! Like bro. me when the Bulls traded away Derrick Rose. What the? Bro, they fuck? trade away everybody. So they, tra- they just made they made dumb decisions. Like like with the Celtics, because I was a Celtics fan, right? And whenever mm-hmm. the Celtics did something. They always get value. Usually, they usually get like some yeah. draft, like a lot of draft picks, and like who become relevant in the future. The Bulls, 
they they never do anything. They, they, they never do anything <laughs> like that's like, wow, we got Drew Gooden, guys. Yay. Like, <laughs> like what? No one, yo, nobody, nobody in the world could ever tell me that if the Bulls didn't get the number one pick back in 08, Bro, it wouldn't. The Bulls would have missed the playoffs every single year. Bro, they, they almost did. did. They almost did. Still, and they didn't even. And that's what I'm saying. Exactly. And that's the thing. They, bro, they almost did not even get the number one pick. They lucked up. They they weren't even expecting to get the number one pick. They lucked up, got the number one pick, drafted Derrick Rose, and they handled Derrick Rose poorly. They handled the Derrick Rose era poorly. Derrick Rose had to carry that entire team by himself. I don't care what nobody says. People get mad at me all you want. Joakim Noah has always been trash. (laughs) Always. Joakim Noah has never been a good player. He he yelled a lot. He he was real good at yelling a lot. When you look at the Bulls, always been trash. Looking at the Bulls is so funny because you're just like, wow, I used to support this player. They're actually not that good. Like, right, oh, our, exactly. Our it used to be like, our, what, like, our like, second player <laughs> was the wall dang. Right, <laughs> think about that now. Let that sink in right now. Lou all dang. Think about okay, th- let's think about the Bulls roster when they were like primed and everybody was like, These these are the guys that can make the finals. You had Derrick Rose, <laughs> this like you had, just wait, just wait, just wait, just oh, wait, because I ain't done. I ain't, I ain't done. You, <laughs> I ain't done, bro. What was his name? You had Richard um, Hamilton. I hope I don't mess his name up. Yeah, yeah, you had Richard Hamilton. You had guys like um the Mike Dunleavy. Oh my you had God, guys bro. like like, and this isn't just one specific year. You had guys like Keith Bogan. <laughs> I think that's his name, Keith Bogan. As your starting shooting bro. guard, you had guys like Cal Corver, who's a, who's probably one of the better three point shooters in the Come league on, now. Bro. But Cal Corver, you had Carlos Boozer, Taj Gibson, and Joe Kim Noah, Omir Seek. Let's not forget Omir Seek. Can't forget about Kirk him. Heinrich, Kirk, Captain Kirk, Kirk Heinrich, who was the sixth man coming off the bench. When it, yeah, this was the this is these are the guys that were projected to go to a championship because of Derrick Bro, Rose. just look at their bench, like, like, point guards besides Kirk. You got um, John Lucas. Come on, John bro. Lucas. Oh, my God. You got man. John Lucas the third. Bro, it was to a point, and Nate Robinson is one of my favorite players just based off his personality, but you, it was to a point where the Bulls have- people were calling. Didn't repeat that? What'd you say? I said, repeat yeah, that. Was you, I, I said, didn't they have the um the other Chris Don? Did that they? was I think that was before Derrick so. Rose. Th- that was that that was before. I think Rose? that was before Rose. That was like with like Ben Gordon and all that. Ben Gordon, oh my God, bro. But Ben Gordon was there. Derrick Rose's first year, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Chris Don was on the bench too. I'm not sure. Maybe I I feel. For some reason, I remember like Chris Dunn being there. Right. Yeah. You talking about? Uh, you talking about Chris Duhon? Yeah. Duhon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Duhon. Yeah, right. Not Dunn, Chris Duhon. Yeah. Anyway, Duhon. it's like what? 
These are, but think about this though. Think about this. This is why, I, like you said, I will never, ever, ever disrespect Derrick Rose, nor will I ever say that he's not one of the goats, in my opinion, just because of the fact that these are the guys, Derrick Harry, to the Eastern Conference Finals, to have the best record in the league for what three or four years in a row, however many years in a row it was, like. And Derrick people, Rose tore himself down. Bro, completely. And that's the organization's fault. That's that the organization's trash. fault. It is. That's what I'm saying. You did not They handled Derrick Rose's. They handled him. They handled him poorly. They handled him extremely poorly. <sighs> Butler not expecting Jimmy Butler to turn into the superstar that Jimmy Butler turned into. Oh, my God. But even with Jimmy Butler, those two players together, you would think that they would be. You know, it it would be an amazing match, like a match made in heaven. But but everything when else Jimmy around it was so bad. Everything when everything else around you is bad. When management is horrible. When you got all these players that don't even fit your play style, really, or even like you know what I mean. Like Derrick Rose could have thrived so much if the Bulls' front office was good, if they were actually able to build a team around him. Think about this. The biggest free agent that the Bulls have have acquired in, have in the past, let's say, 10 years. In the past 10 years. Okay, not including Dwayne Wade two years ago. Not including that him because that was a trash that, was, yeah. <laughs> that don't even count. Oh that don't count. That don't count. Dwayne Wade don't count. The biggest free agent that they've acquired within the last 10 years not named Dwayne Wade was Carlos Booth. <laughs> Let that sink in. Let that sink in for a minute. Was Carlos Boozer. And Carlos Boozer, he was a dog when he was in Utah. He was good with the Bulls. Like, I think that he got shed on. He just knew they weren't going to win. <laughs> exactly. He was aware that he was aware that we're not going to win nothing. So he, he was, was just like, in his hair. I was about to say, I'm about to go ahead and spray paint my hair on. I see people spray paint a hairline. This man spray painted his whole head. <laughs> Trying to make people think he had hair. Yo, this man Carlos Booz who will be on the court one night bald as hell. Then be on the court the next night <laughs> with Paul George's hairline, with his hairline right right above. You can still his see the eyebrow. wrinkles in his head. You can still see the wrinkles in his head. This man looked like if he sweat too much, his shit was just gonna start leaking down his forehead. Oh my god, man. <laughs> That was just a that was a now that was a bad time. That was a bad time in Bulls history. <laughs> Carlos Boozer's hair. Bro, that that's just, that's the mystery of Carlos Boozer. The organization. It was just problematic. <laughs> it was just like what? Okay. Like Carlos Boozer's spray painted hair or Dennis Rodman's oh, dyed dyed, hair, bro. his rainbow hair. Let's go. Yes, you know, that was cold. Bro, that was cold. Did I ever play NBA and plus, Nah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know, every time you start you the game, every time you start the game, he has a different hair color. <laughs> yes, you got it. Yes. Hey, listen, Father Timothy, if you get the chance, you gotta play the original NBA Jam, though, because it's some it's an NBA Jam out that I think you probably download for free if you have um an Xbox or something. But it's not like the original one, All bro. Right. It's not. It's like it's. It's you got to play the original NBA Jam if you ever get the chance to, dog. Was that like? Let's think about. Let's let's just take a moment to. It's on like Sega Genesis. <laughs> I okay. I still I still yeah. got mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, you man. do? Yeah, we're gonna have to look at the play and be a jam. But like the Bulls organization altogether has been bad for a really long time. Like That's... for a long time. Like and then Dwayne Wade came out and he said that him and LeBron almost came to Chicago. The only thing is they couldn't get the, the Bulls didn't have enough cap space to sign Chris That's Bosch. I'm mad about. They would have the worst teams, but they will never have money. Exactly. <laughs> How? You pay that means you're paying all these trash ass players millions oh. of dollars to be trash and not win. Bro, they used to make me so mad. Cause your your logic when you're younger, when it comes to like calories like like salary um cap and like the space and stuff mm-hmm. is that hey this team is trash they must have a lot of salary <laughs> they must have a lot of space right they must have Bro, some decent salaries caps whenever but this was this was chicago in general though the bears the bears oh my the bears were trash too bro i don't even want to talk Bro, uh, that and uh, the Bears, in my opinion, are just now trying to get back on track. But it's I don't think it's gonna work. Too late, dog. You, it's not y'all. Y'all waited like the Bears waited until the NFL is just has fallen off the face of the planet to try to improve. Actually, like it seemed like the past few years they held on to Jay Cutler like he was some gem. He's gonna get better. He's going to get better. That was the same story for like six years. When in all reality, y'all pay him all his money for no reason. It's crazy. He's still the greatest quarterback Chicago has ever had. And that's sad. (laughs) And that's bad. Do y'all remember the period of time where the Bears were so bad and their their quarterbacks were so bad that they used to have three quarterbacks playing? They used to have Rex yes. Grossman playing, yes. Kyle Orton, Rex and, Gro- and yes. Ryan Greasy. Yes. Remember that? And nobody knew who the official starter was. Would, that was not an official starter. They would starter. play three quarterbacks in a game, like, like every game. Yes. Like, dog, that's not good. Every that's not game. Good at all. Like, and, the and, and that, was, that was when they were, like, the best. <laughs> right. That's and, when and, they went and, to the and, Super Bowl, and, right? And, yeah. Nobody, yes, that's when they went to the Super Bowl. And I was about to say, nobody in the world could tell me that you need a good quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl. You might, yeah, you might need one to win it, but to make it to the, bro, the Bears made it to the Super Bowl with Sex Grossman. Yes, I call him Sex Grossman. He made it to the, they made it to the Super Bowl with Sex Grossman. Oh. The most explosive player on their team was Devin Hester, and he was a punt returner. Bro, that was the most unorthodox team in the world. <laughs> nobody I expected it to. I can't name, nobody expected I cannot to name win a wide receiver on that team besides Devin Hester. And he was originally a free safety or something. Right. I remember one just because in Madden, whatever Madden that was, I think it was Madden 08. That was the year after they went to the Super Bowl. Well, the Madden was reduced the year that they went to the Super Bowl. So, I think it was Madden 08. They went in uh, 06. And 06. Yeah. They went in 06. Okay, so it wasn't. All right. So, yeah, but Madden 08, they pretty much had the same roster or the same offense, I should say. Right. And I remember the best receiver on the team was some dude named oh, yeah. Muhammad. Oh, my God. 
I will never forget that goddamn Musa name. Muhammad. Of my life I used to be like Musa Muhammad, bro. Musa. Bro, that man oh on Madden 08 dropped every <laughs> fucking pass. I don't know if it was because Rex Grossman <laughs> was trash. I don't know why, but he dropped every single pass in Madden 08. Uh, the, the 2000s were the worst time to be a football fan. I was a yeah, Patriots dude. fan, right? And so your logic mm-hmm. of like, hey, you do not need a quarterback to get to the, the, um, the Super Bowl. Bro, the Giants, every year that they would beat the Patriots, would have like the worst <laughs> record. They would have the worst record. Like, I'm like, why are they in the why are why why are they given a chance to be in the Super Bowl? Yo, Slub just got mad bro. all over. <laughs> he, he had a flashback. Think, bro, think about being young, 2007, witnessing the Patriots go 16 and 0. And then lose to a team that's like eight and eight. What? Okay, can we just say this too? RIP to eight and eight teams making it to the um, Super Bowl, let alone even the playoffs. RIP to that. That's that's over with. That's never happening. At least not in this era. Like the next time that happens, that's that's when the league has got to be really bad, or at least one conference really bad. Giants. I'm just. I hope that team like gets destroyed. Schlub is still I, scarred. I legit hope that team like gets liquidated, like, and just become like moves like a different like relocates. Just because, relocates. Bro, New York doesn't need another four, team. You got the Jets. Halfback. Brandon Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He was a linebacker. I don't think that's like saying. cheating, bro. Like he was he was big, and then that's when everybody was trying to get like the big running backs after they saw the success that Brandon that the Giants had with Brandon Jacobs. You had. Do y'all remember the white guy from the Browns? He was like, oh, Peyton supposed, Hillis? He was like a big <laughs> running back. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. Everybody was like, Peyton Hillis is going to be a beast. That's the Madden. Peyton curse. Hillis is going to be this. He's gonna be, wasn't he on the cover of Madden? He was on the cover of yeah. Madden. I don't know which Madden. I think it was like 09 or 20. I remember not knowing who he was when the Madden cover came out. I, no, it was like 2011. I think it was probably twenty. Oh well, no, no. twenty ten was Vince Young, wasn't it? I remember it? that. Ten was Vin- yeah. Ten was Vince Young. Which one was Drew Brees? Was that eleven? That was like oh nine, right? Wait, really? No, it wasn't oh nine. That was. That was. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I could have. I don't know. I could have sworn that twenty ten was. Because that was the year that they won the Super Bowl. I don't remember. I think that was 10. I could be wrong, bro. It was either 10. Either way, no, 10 was Vince Young for sure. No. All right, fuck it. We done with the Madden conversation (laughs) because we can't figure out who was on what cover. We can't figure this out. So, so what was the the most exciting? I wouldn't even know. What's the most exciting period of baseball for y'all? Oh, that's hard. To be honest, to be to um, be honest, the most exciting. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Father. I, for me, it was honestly, it's probably right now. So I, I grew up like a Cubs and an Astros fan because yeah. my my dad is from New Orleans and he was always an Astros fan. Uh, but 
Yeah, and the Cubs won the World Series two years ago, and then the Astros won the World Series last year. And, like, you know, those teams were always dog shit up until now. So um, it's it's pretty exciting to see that. Yeah. You, you, yeah, I'm gonna have to. The agree. Cubs were the biggest meme. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they, no, they were. They were the they biggest were meme. But they had great players. They've always yeah. had great. And, players. And if you look too. at the Cubs, I was about to say they always had great players. They just never been able to put just it together. Win the World Series. like they did two years ago. Exactly like they, Like I would yeah. probably say that I would agree with Father Timothy that. This period of baseball is probably the most exciting for me since I am well, not really necessarily like right now, but I would probably say like two years ago when the Cubs were making their big run was the most exciting period for me because I've always been a Cubs fan. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing them like like seeing all the pieces come together, I don't know. It's the way that it was hyped up. Getting Chris Bryant, you know, on the squad, having a big hitter like Cal Schwarber. Things yeah. like that. I was just like, I was looking at all the pieces that slowly built, and I was like, wait, they could actually do something. Like they could actually be good. And then when the 2016 season came around, it was like the whole storyline was the Cubs are the favorites to win the World Series, and that was just like super exciting for me. And then when the World Series finally got here and they made it, and they had that 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 almost tore my goddamn heart apart. That was the last time I was really excited about like sport, like a real sport, like a sports yeah. event. Was the that, 2016 World that Series, Cubs, that Game 7 against the that um, Indians. Team, it all started with like Starlin Castro. Oh, yeah. That's when mm-hmm. like all, that's when, I, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, Definitely. the Cubs are like, they're about to get to a point where they're like the best team. Like, it, they, he was so He wasn't important. on the World yeah. Series No, team, he though. wasn't. He wasn't. But like, him being like being traded, that was like the like the no like not him being traded, but like him like being drafted by them and then like being traded. That was like that like when they got him on the team. That's when I was like, okay, they're about to become like a great team. And most mm-hmm. people like get mad at like him being traded, but like when it happened, the impact it had like. That was like a great trade. Yeah, that was so an you you trade. know you know the the person that like basically transformed the Cubs team. I I think he's their GM, Theo Epstein. Have yeah. you ever heard of him? Yeah, Theo Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Theo Epstein. He, yeah, he's the same one. So the the Red Sox were just like the Cubs. Like they hadn't won the World Series in like like eighty or ninety years, something like that. And this dude was like the GM of the mm-hmm. Red Sox, and he transformed their team and they won in like back in like 2003 or something so he's like ended like the two biggest like championship droughts of all time in which is which is crazy yeah and that's that's what you that's what you see in like basketball really like it's usually players that transfer transformed like the teams you know what i mean but but you're kind of seeing it now with Boston with the with Boston right. GM and what they did the Celtics like like if you look at the trade that they made when everybody was like what are y'all doing like what are they doing they just ruined this whole team when they traded away 
Hey, I'm gonna get myself a and all real to quick. Brooklyn. I I'm a I'm a I'm a Celtics fan, right? So anyone who remembers, right? like I don't know, three or two years ago, or like four years ago, whatever, when like the Celtics became like trash, yeah. I told people, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care because they're about to become like the best team again. Like it's like it's in their history, like. Yeah, the setup their is there. Let's just look at it like that's why I don't the franchise even count is that built for like success. Change in like the organization. Like to me, like a mm-hmm. um like the Cavs is like a example of like hey, the player got the ring, not the organization. Not the organization, exactly. Because if anybody in their right mind thinks that the Cavs are going to remotely do as well as they did the past four seasons when LeBron was there, after LeBron leaves, they smoke him. Like the GM, he came out and said he believes that they could win a championship without LeBron. Um, Who are you going to do that with, Tristan Thompson? Oh, my God, man. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we continue on, I just want to say one thing. I've been called a, a hater a lot of times in my day. Schlub, you've called me a <laughs> hater before. Um, I make this as clear. Yeah, I'm a hating ass nigga, man. I want to make this as clear and as blatantly, blatantly, blatantly blunt as possible. I fucking hate Tristan <laughs> I fucking hate Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Ah, it's them damn Canadians. Them damn Canadians. I fucking hate Tristan Thompson. I feel like when, like, nobody knew who Tristan Thompson was until LeBron James joined the Cavs and made the Cavs relevant again. So, whenever I see Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson stuff, shit that Tristan Thompson stuff, whenever I see him do Tristan Thompson stuff, like, Tristan Thompson will get a rebound and lay the ball back up. On an uncontested just layup, standing under the basket. Then Tristan Thompson will proceed to stare down somebody or yell in somebody's face like he's the greatest center to ever walk the earth when he's, in all honesty, the probably the worst. Like he's one of the worst centers in the league. Wait, where was he before not gonna lie. the Cavs? The Cavs. <laughs> oh, he was, was he like not in the NBA though? Yeah, he was. He was no. He yo no. He was in the NBA. He was in the. He was on the Cavs his entire career before LeBron even got there. Nobody just knew who he was. That oh, see, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. That's my point right there. It's not like a Hassan Whiteside situation where he was in a D league, then got called up to Miami or whatever. This dude been has there, been bro. there for a while, but he's been trashed the entire time, and that didn't change just because LeBron got there. He's still trash, but now, like, it seems like when LeBron got there, he got this, this thing to where he feels like he's a great player. How you player gonna shit on your wife when you see not? <laughs> Man, look, bro, you can't even be sneaky at all. You can't do nothing bro, sneaky at six eleven. What are you doing? This man is all in the cameras. Like the pictures were so perfect. I'm like, I'm like, bro, <laughs> when are you? 
<laughs> it's like, bro, did you pose for these? Bro, like, he was in the center of his Did you front purposely of, get caught? Like, face and everything. Height. Like, bro, you're the tallest dude ever. You cannot. Like, you you never saw him <laughs> deny anything. He just, he just went with it. Like, yeah. Because he couldn't. He couldn't. He just said. He, he just, no comment. That was the most blatant cheating. No comment. Besides, like, Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart. Don't, don't get started with Kevin Hart, bro. <laughs> Kevin Hart. She my number one. I don't need nothing on the side. Bro. Oh do, man, do, 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 do. bro, Kevin Hart <laughs> is so. But because he went on uh the Breakfast Club, right? And he was talking about how, right? Like, yeah, man. Um, I made some mistakes in my past. Uh, I've changed. I'm different, and we all, we all gotta start with ourselves before we start with um other people. You know, my family, you know, I got a baby on the way. You know, I would never do something like that again. I've learned from it. A week later, bro, she had a whole tape out, bro. Like, what? Stop. Dog. <laughs> Yo. She's my number one. I don't need nothing on the side. And it's always when they get pregnant. Bro. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. It's like you literally, and then the women never, like, they never come out publicly no. and never say anything because it's just like, come on, Dog. bro. Like everybody's looking at you, and and I understand that those you can make your. I'm a big believer in cheating. That ain't a mistake, uh, to be honest. That's just my opinion. I, I don't. I don't feel like. Lust overtakes somebody so much to where they just looking like, damn, fuck, it, I need her. Like, nah, like it's a, but like if I get caught, I'm gonna say it was a mistake. Oh my god, because mm, I'm pretty sure he didn't regret it. He didn't realize that tape got got leaked. It's like when somebody that's what he regret. That's that's what he regret. <laughs> it's like when someone gets like murdered. <laughs> and be like, hey man, it was a mistake. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to go back to high school and get my GED, bro. I ain't mean to murder him. It's like, bro, what? Dude, that's bro, not, this is not that's a not good a... argument. <laughs> that's when you just got to say, all right, do you? Fam? I would rather go I'm into court and be like, hey man, Pookie owed me $5, bro. I'm going to just be real with you. He had to get it. <laughs> Like, I already just go in like that. I'm not going to be in there like, man, look, it was a mistake. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm going to just walk in so like, I'm real mad that you Pookie, had to throw that. Pookie owed me $5. I told him five times to give me it. It's been, t- it's been 10 days. I've seen him on Snapchat. <laughs> Stunning. Hey, I had to do it. He just bought him and his girl some um <laughs> chicken from JJ's. Not you know, he bought the hunt the the hundred wings. The hundred wings, hundred nights, nice, so hundred nights, hundred nights. Gotta get my money right. Come on, bro. What? Come on, bro. I seen Pookie. He had it all on his Instagram story. He had bro, the hundred wings. wings. I know the hundred wings at least. At least. 
Right. He could have at least invited us over for a wing or two. Some we in a crib, you know, free, free I know for a fact. Right. And I'm just still waiting on my five dollars when this dude just spent fifty dollars hey, on a hundred wings. I feel so like, I'm I'm just saying. I feel like um Will Smith in pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I need my I need my money, man. I need my money, man. Get me my money. <laughs> Hey, let's just talk about, let's just talk, take the time to talk about, like, how, like, I feel like Pursuit of Happiness is one of the Bro. weirdest movies of all time, just because of the fact that it's like, people always refer to Pursuit of Happiness when they talk about how much they struggling, but they never actually talk about the fact that Pursuit of Happiness Dude is Dude built like, an entire machine, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> What what you what? W Y D. What what you, what you doing? Machine. What you doing? That's not the pursuit of happiness. What you doing? That's it's not. That's how did you come do on, that? dog? <laughs> <laughs> Just rename the whole movie to How Did You Do That? <laughs> this man running running how on trains like yo, give me my machine back. <laughs> like bro, <laughs> that's not that's not the pursuit of happiness. It's a jogging simulator. He's running. Through the entire Yo, movie. The, the whole in movie, suits. he's not even jogging. He's sprinting through most of the movie. In suits, bro. Oh you know he was God, hot. Bro. You know he was hot. <laughs> How does that movie end? I don't give a damn. I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. He gets the job. <laughs> he gets, okay. <laughs> this man was working on unpaid internship. Insert, insert kick. Bro. <laughs> insert kid Cuddy's Pursuit of Happiness. Ever. This man worked there. Did he get like his wife back? No. <laughs> no. No. Damn. <laughs> I'm in the pursuit of happiness. Everything and I know. It says, you know, it's going to be good. I'll be fine. Be fine. So get it. <laughs> now his wife working at Denny's, like, man, <laughs> he, he sold those bone masks. <laughs> those bone masks. <laughs> Glowed up. He on Instagram that like my up. wife let me look. Look at me now. <laughs> he posting um he posting caps scorpion caps. Scorpion emotion. <laughs> I wasn't hiding my wife from the job. I was hiding the job from my wife. <laughs> I told my wife that money would come in coming soon. But she wanted to go to a different moon. Like what? Drake be Drake be Drake be tripping. Drake lyrics are so funny. Dog. Drake just be like, yeah. I don't know, bro. I was listening to uh, Diamonds Dancing. That song, Damn, I'm Damn, not gonna Damn, lie, Damn, I like Damn. that song because it's just so it's so funny. And you know what I need from you <laughs> when I get home. And I'm not about. <laughs> I, this I'm not about like, to sit here and like act the like the most abusive husband ever, dog. <laughs> and you know what I <laughs> But yeah, y'all, I'm not about to sit here and act like I don't fuck with some of Drake's music because some of it I, I do like. I do like some Drake songs. I'm not gonna lie. Diamonds, 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 it's diamonds, just like I said. Diamonds. Drake, the person I just don't like. But on that note, let's stop talking about Drake again. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time to hit up an outro for this. For sure. I think it's about. I think it's about time. Father Timothy, yeah. what are your socials, dude? <laughs> Nobody's gonna follow you. We don't have fans yet. 
but I feel like this is what every podcast does. So what are your give socials? Me, give man? us your um, Instagram. My, give us my, your Instagram and your your Snapbook, uh, your Face Chat. You uh, not, I you want I'm not I'm not even a, I don't even care about that. Yeah, man. I'm I'm just gonna leave my name at. Father of course, Timothy. we don't you have can fans. Friend me on Steam, uh, <laughs> Father Timothy. <laughs> you can add me on League of Legends, Father Timothy. Like you know, you got some video <laughs> games. <laughs> Uh, right, let's play some video games, play some LOL, play some League So, Father Timothy, you want to j- leave us with a um, freestyle off of your new mixtape coming up? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, yo, the, uh, the, the dude, hey, uh, so you want to you wanna give us a verse? They try to put me in the... They try to put me in the... <laughs> uh, you want to read something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Alright, so five Timothy, give us your freestyle for you. Uh I don't know. You're gonna probably have to give me a word. Alright. Potato. You know me. I like potatoes. Skin red looking like a tomato. I see your girl, I say hey though. She be like, damn, can I play with your dick like Play-Doh? I said, okay, Eddie, give me another word, because I'm going to keep on going. Cheese. I'm going to flip the bird, and then I'm going to go home and eat some cheese. Yo, girl, she get on her knees. Me is what she please. I don't give a fuck. I blow like the breeze. Damn. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. And let's not forget that he smells good like Febreze, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. And he's also in college, so he's getting degrees. Oh. Yes, oh, yes. Thank you yes, for yes. finishing that up, man. <laughs> of course, of course, we we're here to help. But yeah, guys, hey, y'all can feel free, just like Father Timothy did today. If you feel like you could add something to the conversation, man, join us, talk to us, converse with us. We're gonna be here talking about whatever the hell we want, whenever the hell we want, pretty much. Yeah, no, if the audio um, messed up, up, go ahead, take it away, touch. man. Not really. <laughs> Not really. I'm gonna just say that the the I'm gonna say that the audio. If the audio is messed up, yeah, we just gonna. If the audio is messed up, we gonna blame anchor. We just gonna blame anchor. Yeah, I'm a big proponent. I'm a big. I'm, I'm a big proponent in taking the blame off of yourself and putting it on somebody. Else. I just sound like a robot. <laughs> to, to be honest, I I couldn't hear what you guys were saying a lot of times because this this shit was like cutting off a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> I try to pretend like nothing was wrong. I'm gonna tell you what's bad. I'm gonna tell you what's bad. We're not about to blame me. If anything, blame the fact that we ain't got no damn equipment. I'm recording on my PS4 headphones right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, so if the if the audio comes out bad, hey yo, blame don't slur. Slur. <laughs> Don't be like, yo, the audio yeah, yeah, bad. Man. Like I ain't hear the podcast, bro. Okay. Like we don't listen to it before it's even up. We gon' we know we don't know how it sounds. <laughs> Come on now, dog. Uh, don't slam us. That's all I ask. Don't slam yeah, us, dog. Yeah. But if you enjoyed this episode, then listen to listen out for the next one. If not, we really don't <laughs> care. Um, but keep listening, man. Keep listening. We we're gonna have some more gems. We're gonna have a bunch more guests on. And you Father Timothy, know I'm sure you're gonna join what us again I at some need point. From you when I get home. 
Yeah, man. They hit that diamond dance. Father Timothy. We need you. Yeah, Father Timothy. We need you to go ahead and join us again at some point, man. I definitely will. Because yeah, I'm guys, an abusive. You guys are going to have to have me on again. Yeah, man. You're, You're always definitely, welcome. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yes. Always yeah. welcome. And once again, if you feel like you can answer the conversation, feel free to hit either Slub or I up on any of our social medias. DM us. Y'all don't know our social medias, but if you do, hey, All right. go ahead and hit us up. I feel like you can answer the conversation. Right. Bye. Uh, hey, was I, was I your first guest? Yeah, this is our this is our second episode. Yes, you're. Man. This is only our second. This is only our second episode. It's only our second episode, man. So you're the first guest on the second episode. Making history. How does it feel? Making history, me. Father Timothy. You will always be the first guest. So when this podcast does blow up, Father Timothy will forever be etched in history. Your new as name the is first Pop guest. Pop- <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored to have that new on- name. All right, uh, y'all, this is the longest outro ever. This, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. On that bro, note, how many we gonna notes call you it gonna one. Give us, bro. It's a whole notebook, <laughs> bro. I'm just trying to end it. <laughs> y'all keep talking. So we are gonna end it right here. <laughs> Bye, you bastards. <laughs>